How's it going, Sha? Huh. Well, let's see. I think since we last recorded, um, uh, a lot of the world as we know it has uh, crumbled. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Uh Uh-huh. A little bit. And, um, uh, uh, but I also got to see John Mulaney. So, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, John Mulaney is not enough to make up for a crumbling world, but it was interesting to see what comedy looked like in a basketball arena for a couple of hours. Okay. Does Um, it work there? Yeah, but you have to, I guess you have to know how, how to wait. It's, uh, you know, cause laughter is going to come in waves and you gotta know how long to let the wave, like make it to the end, the back of the room. Right. Right. But that's like a big room. I don't know. It's, it's always wild when I see someone do comedy in a huge space with a bunch of people. Um, I would say like, I'll never do it, but then like, also like, I hope I could do it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I, I, I would guess it's nice. It's it's probably a a very nice feeling, but I, um, you know how sometimes you might see a show or be in a a performance space and you're like, Oh, I could do well in this room or Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd absolutely blah, blah, blah. I was just like, I don't know about this. This (laughs) is a lot. And I've only, I don't really go to big shows like that once. Um, my roommate and I went in Atlanta, we went to, um, a show that, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was doing for like a convention. Yeah. Um, so it was like in a convention center. So there were just chairs on chairs on chairs and all these people and monitors everywhere. And I don't know what we were expecting, but uh, we just came in and we were just like, good Lord, look at all of these people. Um, and also Jerry Seinfeld was a lot more physical than you'd think he'd be, oh. you know, like live. He actually moves around quite a bit to, you know, make his points or whatever. And I was like, oh, I guess I see why, because you literally are playing to people who are a state away. <laughs> 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 there was so, so many folks. And yeah. And I, at that point it was just like, mm, I don't know about this. This is a lot. But that was kind of, you know, that was like three years into me doing comedy. This is like 12 and a half years. And I still looked at it and was like, oh, Lord. Okay. This is still a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that would be a bit trippy. I I did. uh, I did a stadium once. What? Yeah. I did a I did a gig that I'm almost certain was like uh, like oil like oil owning people <laughs> trying to clean money. Okay. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause they had like seven people that were headliners on oh, other wow. shows, like all on this one show. Oh, um, wow. And we all got paid like, well, mm-hmm. and it was the whole, everything about it was weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole experience is very off. Uh, but the, the state, there was, it, I, I went from like my biggest show before that was maybe three, 400 people. Mm-hmm. And then that was, uh, I would probably go like around 8,000. Oh, wow. It was a small stadium, but a stadium. Right. 
Um, and that I, I 100% like know I stood out as, oh, he doesn't do this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I very clearly knew like, oh, this is a different skill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this is, so just to give you like, to like give con- like con- context of how different, um, like these are some of the other comics I was on the lineup with, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Owen. Okay. Little Duval. Okay. Uh, who else was with me? Um, DL Hughley. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, Joe Tory. Oh uh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this was like light, like straight up. They do not only do they like headline. These are stadium people, right? Like all of them do like arenas. Yeah. You know, uh, and then the closest comic to my level at the time mm-hmm. was an already headlining uh ada rodriguez okay like that's like oh she's only been on netflix twice right you know okay what I mean? so then uh and of course no shade in this question mm-hmm. how did you end up there oh i had no business being on there. uh <laughs> uh i first of all as soon as i got there thank you so much to ada who was extremely welcoming and made mm-hmm. me like feel like I mattered because I did not on that show at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I or God, I, I know this is so wild because I know I'm still forgetting headliners. Right. That were on that lineup. But uh, yeah, all those people did half hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I forgot. Ali Sadiq also did a half hour oh, on this wow. show. Wow. How yeah. long was this show? So these are part of the problems they came up with this whole okay. thing. Okay. But yeah, (laughs) yeah. So that's the impression I got. Like some, some like oil tycoon needed to clean his money, and uh, like someone's son was like, "Yo, you should do a comedy show." Hmm. And that guy basically emailed everybody or DM'd them. I got DM'd on Instagram. He said, "Hey, I'm a fan." I love what you do. I got this much money left. Do you think you can make it work? And that much money was more money than I would have ever charged uh, for anything. So I was like, yeah, I think I could figure that out. Um, (laughs) I'll squeeze that into my schedule. Uh, So, yeah, I showed up and uh, I I, I don't know these comics. um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, I got on stage. I I told them, I'm doing... 15 I feel comfortable that I could deliver a tight 15 and not have to worry about other dynamics right and I, I was wrong I was very wrong um I should not have been on stage even that long um <laughs> but uh yeah did you at least go first no that's I went like mid show oh okay so it was like a bathroom break for people yeah exactly like it didn't okay. go horrible I'm not going like like right. I, mean, I was already a pro. Like I ain't bomb, right. but like it was noticeable that I didn't do stadiums. Like right. my, I didn't know the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I started hearing and feeling what you were referring to, and that people had told me, but I hadn't experienced before. Like I was telling the next joke and still getting the end laughs of the previous joke. Right. It's uh, it's like trippy, and as is like I already do like a really labored pace thing, so yes. it was really like throwing me off uh but yeah like afterward uh uh like 
three or four of them said that was cool, you know. So I don't know if that was like, uh, you know, you'll get them next time, champ. Or uh, <laughs> you I know, think, I mean, you, it, I, I feel like I know you well enough to know that you certainly did not go in there like stomping like a big dog. Right. <laughs> I think no, you I probably walked in and was like. Oh, so you already knew. So your energy was probably already like, look here, man, I'm the, I'm your check spot. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> Basically. And for anyone listening who hasn't been in a comedy club or anything like that, the check spot is at clubs where there are just a lot of people on a show. Uh, there's someone that they sacrifice to the stage mm-hmm. while, while they're dropping the, um, checks for everyone so while everyone's doing math and trying to figure out how to pay for their two drinks or whatever there's some person on stage who still has to tell jokes during it and no one's listening to them no no one's paying attention everybody's arguing at their table so it's the check spot and you don't want it but you kind of need it in order to toughen yourself up like it's necessary um i got scabs from that show yeah they they internal but i got them but uh so yeah but that but I think at least, so I think them saying, you know, good for you or tight, <laughs> well done, whatever they, <laughs> however they said it was just like, you didn't embarrass yourself out there. Yeah. I felt, and, I felt, I felt good. Cause of the, like, like well after the show, like, so the, the show during the show after my set, mm-hmm. cause there's still like three headliners left. So I had plenty of time. Like I saw right. Another two hours of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, what I mean? it was yo. This shot, it was DJs. It was the music. This, it was oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah that, you that, were necessary. You were necessary. <laughs> so, like, afterward, I was like in my head about it a lot. So, like, I went to the to my dressing room, and like, I just closed the door. Like, I was like, I got, I, I'm. I don't even want to be like kicking it like with people. Right. Yeah. It went rough. You know, I don't want people to rem- like, I was hoping to like fade out the memory of mm-hmm. me. And then like, when they meet me five years later, I could just be a new introduction. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a brand new comedian named yeah. Gaspar Almonte. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, I heard about that dude. That's wow. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Nah, like I felt better because uh, they had like a meet and greet for like uh, some of the VIP like ticket buyers, uh-huh. and uh, um, they made sure to like get me there. Like, nah, like some people asking to take pictures with you, you know what I mean? So I thought that was cute. And admittedly, it was like four people, you know what I mean? They had like two hundred people in this meet and greet, and like right. four people specifically asked to well, take pictures with me. But At I took it. I was like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And then uh, DL. Uh, DL, Ali, and uh, Joe all do cigars after the show. And he let me have a cigar with them. So See? I was appreciative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I felt welcomed. I felt better after that. But in the mm-hmm. moment, it felt horrendous. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always <laughs> curious to see how uh, people uh, tell me those moments look from any perspective. On it, seeing it, 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 it seems trippy. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the people who came out for um, – uh, before John Mulaney was a comedian named Joe Mandy, who I worked mm. with once for a weekend in Atlanta and, you know, that in a small club and I'm sure he's done all size rooms or whatever, but I was just like, 
oh, okay. I mean, yeah, sure. You can figure out how to do <laughs> this anywhere, but boy, you got to, there's a different kind of math. And Seton Smith has been his opener the, the whole tour. And, um, you know, Seton, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's neat to see him up there doing his very idiosyncratic, <laughs> like his, <laughs> just his weird little set in front of all of those people. And um, I'm just like, I mean, sure, yes, reach for the stars, you know, but Amen. also, wow, this is, this is wild. I just kept looking around, just like, look at all these people. <laughs> I was just here for a Tyler, the Creator concert. There were not this many people. <laughs> we we're sitting on the floor, like there were chairs, just seats. It was so, he sold out three nights at Madison Square Garden. God bless that man. Look at that. Yeah. So, give some adultery. Yeah. Hey, man, he was good. Well, now he, he, they had broken up. Fair, fair. He was more drug drug use, probably. Okay. And well, rehab. Well, we are. He talked about his intervention and about going through, um, going through rehab, and it was all very funny. And I guess um, it's shocking if you held him at a particular level. But right. I didn't hold him at that level because I know comedian. So I'm like, well, he's certainly a terrible person. He's a comedian. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, like there's no way you can't. <laughs> there's a level of you that's an absolute nightmare. No matter if you're doing comedy, there's a part mm -hmm. of you that's just a nightmare. And Listen, I <laughs> regularly end up on list as the nicest comedian. Mm -hmm. And that blows my fucking mind. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is the bar? Okay. <laughs> uh, like, I say that ain't terrible, but I should be running away with that award. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, people are just like you're, just so nice, and I'm like, we don't talk much, huh? <laughs> cool, cool. Oh man, but yeah. uh yeah, I'm glad you got that distraction. I think it was necessary. Yeah, yeah, you know? it was. It was because Lord knows the rest of it is uh is not so good. And I mean, I I had was trying to stay off of Twitter so that I wouldn't absorb everybody else's sadness um, mm -hmm. because I, I can have a tendency to do that. And so I just we had to close all of the social medias and then just stare into space. But I don't really like being in my head either, but <laughs> for, in, a, a, in a weird way, being in my head was better than being online. And I was like, Oh, I've never experienced this before. It's dangerous <laughs> up here, but yikes. So um, yeah, it's been trippy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got to do though? You know, it is what it is. We gotta talk it out, fight through it. Oh yeah, no, no, we got we gotta attack it on many different levels, and I wish people would realize that and not try and not sit here and fight about what's the best way to do it. Well, it looks like the best way to do it is whatever they're doing, which is solidarity, no matter the fuck what, and Word. just uh, go at it and and be willing to wait 50 years Word. and you know, but yeah, this isn't like, I guess all this infighting is really not going to help the cause of turning that around. And also we have to be patient. So, you know, we may people in these generations may have lost this, but we can get it back, but it may not benefit us. We may be gone by then, but at least we did the work to make sure it came back is how we need to look at it. Not like, give me back my rights right now. It's like, yeah, baby, this is, you see how slow this is. It took them 50 years to turn it around. What makes you think we can turn it around 
right. in like a weekend. We still trying to figure out what the president was doing during January 6th. Like we yeah. move slow. We it's move been, very yeah. slow. So you got to work on that. Admittedly, yeah. we don't play the yeah. long game well. Yeah, we really don't. And we got there are so many things, and they already have shit lined up, ready to take down. So like, uh, we need to be able to fight in different ways, and we need to figure out what the best way is for us, and help the ones out who are doing it in other ways. And we need to be patient, and we need to pace ourselves. And we, if we need to tap out and let someone else tap in, we need to do so. But we can't burn ourselves out because. There's a sprint, there's a marathon, and then there's whatever the fuck this is, yeah. <laughs> which is, so, you know, yeah, this is more than just drink water and stretch. This is like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, now nah, we in it, we in it. <laughs> we, yeah, this is our life now, so, ugh, you know, yeah. which is a shame because I really only want to drink water and stretch. I'm with you. But. I just want to drink water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I can remember to do that, that would be lovely. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get into the news, Sha. All right. Kicking it off here. Oh, Lord. Yes, indeed. We have Mario and Omarion okay. going at it versus one of the most epic ones ever, Sha. You, 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 you had a chance what? to watch it? I, I haven't yet. I've read a, a good deal about it, and I've seen that. But this... I, I would agree with you in that this was a particularly interesting versus to um, like encounter. Right. Um, because it definitely, it just blew the lid off of a lot of things. There are a lot of things to talk about within it, <laughs> but first of all, all right. So this was like all of the young R and B guys of like the early aughts. Right. right. These are the like I had puberty with these dudes. Okay. So yeah. you are a lot more attached to it than I am. Yeah. So what did how did you think this was gonna go? <laughs> like when you heard that they were gonna put up uh Mario up against Omarion. I I a hundred percent thought it was going to be as lopsided as it was, but the other okay. way. Really? Yeah, I had all my money on him, 100%. Wow. Only because of the back catalog of the group. Mm. Like, I felt like there's no way B2K's ever getting the verses, so he's going to be able to double up with those songs. Right, right, right. I admittedly have never seen him live (laughs) and did not know Uh the brilliance of his audio engineer. Ooh. who has been doing the Lord's work, apparently, for <laughs> and, decades. And apparently um, another person singing for him, too. We'll get into uh, Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I I, uh, I knew Mario could sing. I knew right. he was dope. Mm-hmm. I was just more concerned with, like, to me, like, I think of him as, I didn't think his catalog would go uh, long enough for this. That's what I thought was going to be the I weakness. Hear- I hear you on that. Sure. That's I, I kind of had that thought too. I was like, well, Mario is by far the best singer of the two, but yeah. I wonder what that means for um like as far as bangers. Right. You know? Um, but like Omarion just uh I mean he always struck me as like like it gossip like the 
it could all fall apart. <laughs> like at any moment, <laughs> like the dancing, like all of it, like he could literally just twist an ankle on stage and it's like, that's it. We never hear, hear from him again. Like it all just felt so tentative. Nothing felt set in stone. He wasn't even the cutest one in B2K from, on my opinion, from what I could tell. I mean, he was the one okay. in front because we all wait, right? He was in B2K. Yes. Who am yeah. I thinking of? He did he have like a brother in 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 mature? No, but you know no. you know there was a there was a group there was another boy group from like the late nineties mid to late nineties called Immature, okay. and then the the lead singer of that was on Sister Sister for a long time. Oh yeah, I remember that dude too. Sisters. Yeah, yes. So that was like when B two K was presented. Um, I guess they worked with the same producer dude. And so they yeah. were like, oh, Marion is so-and-so's little brother. But I don't think they're actually, it turns out they're not actually related. Oh, it's like Houston yeah, or something it, like that, I think his name is. Yes, Marquise Houston, that's it. Marquise yeah, Houston, yeah. that's what it, that's it. But, um, but yeah, so, but I always thought Omar, like it would all, it's a house of cards with him. <laughs> so, but man, those, those cards all folded. Like, like even for everything with Omarion and B2K and all that shit, really the only thing I think of him like fondly for is the touch video. And that's just for the dancing and that's for okay. him and another person. So I'm like, I, I mean, I, I guess if he brings that girl out and they do the touch video dance, maybe. <laughs> you ain't do you, you, you didn't rock with Icebox? Icebox, you know, it's fine, but it didn't really hit me hard. Yeah, it didn't really hit me hard. I liked Entourage. I thought that was a good song. But again, that felt like it was for someone else. Right, right. And then they turned it down for whatever reason. They're like, all right, Omarion, you want this? And he's like, I guess. I mean, it's not like he was going to sing it anyway. (laughs) Turns out he can't sing. At all. At all. Like, that, it... It was disappointing and inspiring how bad he was. <laughs> like, okay. Because, like, I, I wanted more, and I was a fan of the songs, and, like, I, I felt like I saw him for two hours make every song feel small. Mm. Every song that I had a big memory of, he made smaller, and Mario did the opposite. Every song he sang felt bigger live. Mm. Like it, be, it, it felt like a moment, but I feel like I can make an album now. Like I feel highly confident. Oh um, yeah, you you absolutely you could have made an album years ago. Yeah, yeah, I believe now fully. I I'm I I I mess around with audio stuff all the time, but no, it's happening. Yeah, R&B you absolutely. You can do it. I mean, there's um, what is it? Auto tuned for you? There's that. Yeah. Nobody. At this point, body positivity is a big thing, so no one cares. Plus, you're a man anyway. No one cares if you got your shirt on or not. Um, I'm with it. I'm doing dancers, it. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you can, you can I'm, be I'm like. I'm doing it. Yeah. It's, big career it's, pivot is happening right now. Yeah, no, that is absolutely not going to happen. I refuse to let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not doing this with you. Um, also, I gotta say, for Mario, I was once in a like a cosmetic store, and it was packed with a lot of people and um, all kinds of people, right? Just 
all kinds of folk. And um, his song, Let Me Love You, came on right, in, right. in the store. And I was just kind of looking around and kind of humming along with the song. And then as it goes through the bridge and then he starts hitting some notes or whatever, I realize I'm hearing some other people sing. And I turn around and everybody in that store was singing with that song. I'm talking black, white, Latina, um, Asian, men, women, non-binary, employees, shop, the security dude at the front. Everybody was singing along with that song. And I rarely see that. The last time I saw that was like, in a key foods when everyone was singing along to whip appeal by Babyface, So like, I, you know, so it's not everybody who gets this treatment. And I was just, I was just in awe, like, Holy crap. We oh, all yeah. know this song like that. Yo. So I was like, I mean, I guess he could, you know, so I, that, I, that, I, that I, shit was the anthem, yo. Like you, that, yeah. You going through your feelings. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a real part. Like he told a real particular story so well in that song that everyone mm-hmm. thinks they've gone through once. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I, I, what I love about it is that it, like, in a weird way, it gave a song to like stalkers. And, yeah, like, no, a lot know, of R and B is for stalkers. Straight like up, if you like, if you listen to a lot of love songs with the, today's mindset, you're like, <laughs> oh no, you're a problem. I have to call the authorities on this yeah. love. I absolutely yeah. have to. <laughs> I gotta, no, straight up. Yeah, I got to get this love arrested because it's been following me everywhere. <laughs> but like, yo, okay, she so, moved on, my G. Yeah, like let it let it go. Okay, but here are some of the other things that happened during this um, particular visit. Right, right. um, Omarion at some point brought out his actual brother with two slices of watermelon that they then proceeded to go down on. <laughs> 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 so instead of singing or whatever, they went down on two slices of watermelon. There were a number of times when Omarion was trying to sing or do something and Mario was just like, boo. Like, we don't know a lot about Mario in like a shit talking kind of way, right? He always was just a really nice dude, it seemed like, who could really sing. He looks like baby Chris Rock. And that's kind of all we went with. Um, But he (laughs) was talking his shit during Mm -hmm. this. And... um. Like at some point, I think uh, Omarion was saying how he was the main he was the main vocals on B2K or something like that, and Mario was just like, "Nah, bro, because you know Steve, so and so sang for you." Shout out to um, shout out to little Steve. Like shout out the guy <laughs> who sang your vocals, and all all O could do was just stand there and look mad. It was a lot of looking mad because we're not even talking about the the first event that was the main event but the first event was ray j versus bobby valentino gangster stole the show in my opinion yeah well ray j's gonna try to steal the show ray j in case you don't know listeners is brandy's little brother that's literally that's all we can say (laughs) and we have to say that because uh jack harlow really like just learned that recently so uh 
Yeah, I assumed like everyone would know. So if he uh, doesn't, yeah, well, there's that. But uh, also, why would Jack Harlow know? We forget that Jack Harlow is a white boy from Kentucky. Please <laughs> let me know why we expect him to know the B cuts of brandy. Why we expect him to know that that's who Ray J is. Let's get it together, y'all. I hate, yeah, I I hate to be someone who's a Jack Harlow apologist. I'm working through that right now with therapy. But (laughs) let's also be real about this. The dude is 20, he's like 22 years old. He's a white boy from Kentucky. Why are we asking him about Black America's deep cuts? Not that Ray J is a deep cut, but it's deep enough for a white boy from Kentucky not to know. Come on now. Let's. He, a G. he didn't grow up with a grandmama. He grew up with his mother. Like, <laughs> so let's, you know, it, it, not everything is soul food. Not everybody going <laughs> to have a big mama who cooks every Sunday. I don't know why we expected that white boy to know that shit. Anyway. I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all fell for that shit. I know better. I know my way around <laughs> a white boy with a chin strap mu- uh, beard. And I know what you can question them on and what they've done research on. Quit trying to get them into something like Come on. <laughs> anyway, so I always say it is Brandy's little brother because I think that's how in his own song. Wait a minute. Right. Somebody, maybe Lil Kim says, wait a minute, isn't that Brandy's little brother? And that's the only way I think of it. Um, but that's precisely who he is. So whatever Brandy yeah. does, at some point, Ray J will show. Brandy was in Moesha. At some point, Ray J showed up, like in the oh, last yeah. season. And so, And so his whole job now, he sings, you know, or whatever, but he also just kind of hustles. Hell yeah. And so he's just around hustling. So he got his way on his verses. He was going to go up against Bobby Valentino, which I swear to you, unless Bobby Valentino did the song slow down over and over and over, I don't know how we thought this was going to (laughs) go. But at some point, Ray J had a pretty big ballad called One Wish. And so he decided he was singing it a cappella and holding his son. And he went to try and hit some R&B notes. And he missed them. Boy, did he miss them. Mm-hmm. They swung right over his head. He couldn't reach him at all. Not a one. And then Bobby Valentino, I think, and other people started singing Ray J's song like a doo-wop song. And they were doing <laughs> it in tune. And then the camera flashes to Ray J holding his son looking pissed. Magic. So angry. And then <laughs> later was just like, yeah, okay. On the mic to the people. Yeah. Okay. I missed a couple of those notes, but you know, I was holding my son. Okay. So are you saying you can't sing? Cause you were holding your son. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you could. So that was him? that. Yeah. That was the opening one. And then we got to Omarion and his brother going down on slices of watermelon <laughs> and, and Mario going, Y'all, you know you ain't singing none of your shit, right? And then nailing everything without music, nailing all of his songs. Yeah. It was a lot. It was it was very chaotic. And if I were some if I was a child of the early aughts, this whole thing would have blown my mind. It it, it sincerely like warmed my heart, like to see this. <laughs> it was a beautiful experience. Cause like there's certain things that like I'm I'm I'm, I'm I miss. And I didn't think we're going to be a thing, but they are. The I feel like this is the era of R&B singer that, like, talk shit. Like, they were actually, like, trying to be rappers. 
You know, yeah. like the, this was when the transition to me happened. Yes, when it, it wasn't just like you're an R and B dude. Yeah. You're a rap dude. And then they start they meshed R and B and rap together. So every R and B song had to have a rap on it. Right. It was yes, it was like right around then. And then all the R and B guys dressed and carried themselves like rappers. Yeah. So they were all rough and tumble fellas. Right. And who I, could also could just sing. Which sincerely is who I want to be in my heart. That's that's why like I, I rocked with them. I was like, yo, like why can't I wear Tim's and sing love songs? Okay. Right. Why yeah, not? No, absolutely. I would love a ballad coming from somebody with straight backs. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw hints of it, you know, like you had like Montel, uh, like he would do like like you know like the occasional mm-hmm. like local like hood song. You had Tank, who just had too many mm. muscles, you know. But he was Tank came out on this. Yeah. I, yeah, Tank came out. And Tank can sing. Yeah, he got vocals. Tank was only, only known for wearing uh, tank tops. And I don't know if that's why they called him Tank. <laughs> he, was, he was swole, yes. But he also seemed to exclusively wear, like, a, A-line shirts. Like, just under undershirts. Him yeah. and Jaheem. Yeah. Jaheem also could sing. And they both, I felt like, came out in baggy sweatpants and um a ribbed tank and then you know cornrows and then saying beautifully amen but but tank came out during his verses and then he went toe-to-toe with, with mario and they both were singing their asses off while i guess oh was in the back slicing up watermelon what a terrible <laughs> idea i can't stress enough oh props, man. props. i don't Always know about bad. props everybody that's yeah. just a Props shouldn't work in any any live performance art, just in general. I mean, it needs to maybe a subtle prop. I don't know. Do props or whatever, but that's a weird. I don't, I think even Carrot Top would have watched that and said, "Come on, guys." Yeah, my G. This is a lot. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Carrot Top. You see me. <laughs> Look at my eyebrows. And yet I think this might have been too much. Oh, yeah. You got approval from one dude, Gallagher. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Nobody else is vibing with that. That is absolutely Gallagher level kind of prop comedy. <laughs> oh, man. It was beautiful to me um, in, in that it was an utter uh, failure on his part. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I enjoyed it. I, 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 I love seeing the pettiness. Um, I love seeing R&B singers have ice scrolls. I got to see multiple angry R&B singers. I didn't think that was a thing. You know, oh like, God. you dream of it, you know? But no, I got to see in person, like, the the tough face that I know their photographers had to deal with, where they were like, nah, like, you're supposed to be, like, you know, uh, giving me, like, a wanting look. And they were trying to be tough because right. rappers were rapping and they try to, like, balance that look. I saw yeah. it in real time. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I, it's I, wild. Yeah, I I got choked up. Like sincerely, <laughs> it was beautiful. Like seeing that they still have that, and I I guess like what I appreciate is knowing that you can be petty about something for twenty thirty years. It never oh, goes away. It, yeah, it, you don't need to. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if if Mario's been holding on to that for a long time. I don't think so. I think he already knew that he was kind of the cream of the crop of that group of R&B sure. singers. And it was just like, yeah, sure. I'll do this. 
you know, oh, I'll yeah. do this. And I also am older and I don't feel like keeping whatever secrets that are supposed to be industry secrets. So, you know, if they bullshit and I'm going to call them out on it. My and that's man. precisely what happened. And it's great. But yes, Ray J is petty and, and in some way. I think he's already been on radio stations talking about this, trying to put a spin on it. And I'm like, keep hustling, little man. Keep hustling. Oh, yeah, man. Go, go back to stepping on sunglasses or something. Yeah, doing whatever you want. No, give me a minute, y'all. Just look up Ray J highlights on YouTube. And you'll... <laughs> this dude, what a mess. Oh, man. Great, great, great up versus. Well done. I would say low key, this might be a top five versus. For you, yeah. For me, e- for me easily. Like, it's easily top five. Okay, but it might. I think. I think it has to be considered. It's definitely like a sleeper hit. Like every other yes. verses that that would get high, higher regarded is because mm-hmm. of how good the actual talent and catalog was. Right, but Th- this, this was, is up there for the pettiness. I mean, for the as far as like complete hot messes, this certainly is up there. Yeah, and, and those I think could compare to like the early one of like. Babyface and Teddy Riley, that was a hot mess. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if anyone saw Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan. That one haunts me. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> holy, holy crap was that one horrible. This one's definitely up there with that. Yeah. Um, as far as Petty, um, I'm going to say Brandy Monica. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. That one was palpable <laughs> i felt that in my bedroom how, how awkward that air was Yo, that but like a- bringing out your, your 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 backup singers like you bringing out the fake b2k or the yes. real b you're not like oh, oh man it- chef's kiss <laughs> yeah and it's, it was- and like changing their like their freaking dance moves yeah like the choreography mid-performance yeah oh, man it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. So it was back to being entertaining. It was definitely back to being entertaining in like a what the hell is happening kind of way that I think we've missed. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Welcome back, yeah, versus. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in actual news. It's, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, in actual yeah. Sorry, we just spent 20 minutes talking about this. Oh, geez. We've really we we've we've taken care of pop culture for you. John Mulaney. <laughs> the most recent verses. <laughs> oh man. What are we gonna do out here? Uh man eating a Big Mac at a Texas checkpoint was suspicious. Fed says he was smuggling meth. That's right. Sure. Man took his first bite of what appeared to be a McDonald's Big Mac while at a Texas Border Patrol checkpoint, and at least one agent found that odd, according to the federal authorities. That's because the nearest McDonald's was more than 60 miles south of the Border Patrol station. It was unusual to that someone would wait until that exact moment they got to the checkpoint to start eating. The hungry Texan was found to be smuggling meth that July 20th, uh, that, uh, that July 2020 day, authorities say, and is now headed to prison. Uh, Yen uh, Sun Huang, the a Taiwanese a citizen who was living in Austin was sentenced to seven and a half years in federal prison, followed by three years of supervised release, according to the June 27 news release. Uh, the sentence follows Wang's guilty plea, uh, and uh, his defense attorney declined to provide comment. Uh, but Wang was a passenger in a vehicle uh, crossing through the checkpoint on July 4th, according to the news release. That's when the officers noticed 
he displayed suspicious behavior by eating a cheeseburger immediately upon arrival. While an agent was conducting an immigration inspection, a service canine detected narcotics, according to court records. The car was sent to a secondary inspection, and the three occupants were asked to step out. And uh, Juan was patted down. Uh, the agent felt a brick-like object strapped to each of his thighs. Uh, so, okay, yeah. wait. Hold on. I got questions. Yeah. And I'm looking through the rest of this, and I, I don't see my question answered. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat here. Why is it suspicious that someone would eat a hamburger right then? Yeah. So this is my, this is uh, something I figured out uh, from playing poker. And I think, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I think me and the U.S. uh, uh, Border Patrol have similar ideologies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's true. It's true. Okay. okay. I've seen the science. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are eating, mm-hmm. you are, you, you, your body tends to relax. Right. Uh, like, cause like you think of like old times, like your body is like revved up when you got to go hunt. Mm. So when you're chewing, your body naturally knows, oh, I'm not in danger. I'm not mm. uh, being threatened. So mm-hmm. I know for a fact that like a lot of like, people when they need to relax is why they try to chew gum or they'll eat because it's a way of uh sending your body the cue to chill even though oh. you're in a tense situation so this dude knows yo i got kilos on me uh-huh <laughs> how do i keep my nerves down so i think he kept the burger like on a stash just in case he has to look like he extra chill but right. not realizing that, like, yo, nobody just whips out a burger and starts eating to look chill in this dynamic. Most people would just try to get it done, and they would look nervous, even if they don't have anything, just because it's a high-tense situation to get patted down. So I think okay. he overplayed it. And that's why oh. the dude was like, oh, this this is, this is dude, he's been in tense situations before. He knows if he starts chewing, he could help. It helps him relax. And that set off alarm bells. Okay, where did you learn this? Oh, I read it in a FBI book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I got time on my hands, so I needed money. So I needed uh-huh. to learn how to read uh, body language. I read a book from this, like, FBI body language expert so that when I went to, like, Atlantic City casinos, I was, like, you know, making money off of these, like, uh, people that was there on vacation. Oh my God. Okay. Well, yeah. that's great. Say no more. I don't want you to incriminate yourself, but, um, <laughs> all right. Well, I was not aware of that. Would it have been better if he had just had like a bag of chips? I think, I think he should have gone gum. Gum. Cause, yeah. Cause like food is like, it's, it's over the top. Like you wouldn't, while the chewing idea works, like mm-hmm. there's certain scenarios where you wouldn't be eating. And like, that's definitely one of them. You know, like in okay. that environment, you're trying to just get the thing done. So, like, I could see someone chewing gum as a soothing mechanism that they've done their whole life. Whereas right. I could see someone eating as, oh, he heard about this FBI thing that we figured out that if you chew, you relax. So he's trying to present himself as relaxed and it like gives it away. It's like too over the top. 
Like, it's but so- can't you chew your gum in a way that makes it clear that you are nervous? Agreed. Agreed. I'm not saying okay. it's perfect. Yeah, I'm just saying right, that. Right, like, right, right. But that probably would have worked better. Yeah, it's easier to like like hide that because that's like a normal thing that people do when they're standing and waiting. They'll chew gum. Right. No one's okay. like, oh, I'm about to get patted down. Yo, pass that hot dog real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want, that's the main question I had. It was just like that an agent was like, it's unusual to wait until right now to eat a burger considering the nearest McDonald's is 60 miles away. Yeah. And I, as someone who keeps food on me all the time and will eat, <laughs> I'm just like, what's weird about that? Like I literally had half a, half a McDonald's. No, I had a whole McDonald's hamburger in my bag yesterday for a few hours. Okay. So like, you know, I just, I got two, I ate one on my lunch break and I was like, I think I'm good now, but I bet in a couple, hours, I like to graze. I'm a grazer. I'm a cow. And so I, I, you know, I'm like, you know what? In a couple hours, I bet I'm going to want this, this hamburger. So let me just keep it in my bag. Now I would have then pulled it out at my desk, which seems odd, but you know, Hey, listen, I, I, I just need to know these things. Cause I don't want people padding, like really going in. I'm not going to be <laughs> smuggling anything, but I don't want to have to like, I don't want anyone pulling out like gloves and flashlights or anything like that because I keep snacks on me. <laughs> Yo, that's merch, by the way. I keep snacks on me. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's a bar. <laughs> I think it should be, don't pat me down. I keep snacks on you. <laughs> oh, man. And yo, to be clear, uh, this mm-hmm. is all stuff that's in my head uh, right. that, you know, I've just applied it- to random people I met in casinos. Um, I, I mean, it worked for me and this thing doesn't explain how they got there. Yeah. It just says, um, he pulled out a hamburger. Someone said, that's weird. They checked him. He had a whole bunch of meth on him that he was smuggling. And I'm like, wait, how did, I just need to get past the first step. How did we know that that was weird enough for them to pull him aside? Yeah. They, they never talk about that on the wire. You know what I mean? I, they, that, they don't. It's I, always I didn't just see that. like. It's always, or this is exactly, they'd build a whole show about this. <laughs> about, there would there'd be a whole hour-long drama about a guy who just stands at the airport. I mean, there was one called Lie to Me with Tim Roth where he could look at people's faces and tell when they were lying or whatever. And first off, love that show. Amen. Love it, love it, love it. It was so good. Tim Roth old hottie and i'm in in here for it but he um <laughs> but just someone who's just like watching people eat as they're trying to go through security and going he's packing he's got some she's got weight on her that one like i they would absolutely make an hour long drama about that and it would probably last about three seasons on cbs before someone's like i don't know if this is good and then they'd probably still be able to squeeze a half a season out of it <laughs> But I'd watch it. I'd I'd watch it. I'm I'm into it. I uh. Just, I, I think we should I, write I this. By like, the way, Shy. Yeah, of course you do. Oh yeah, Let's get the You're work. The one with the knowledge. I'll I'll <laughs> do the backstories. I'll do the character work. But you're the one with the background knowledge on that. <laughs> the real world experience that won me hundreds of uh, hundreds. Oh uh, <laughs> 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 uh, man, but uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, do your seven years. Uh, oh, you know, safely. And that I hope that Big Mac was worth it. It will be the last. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he also just traumatized himself for Big Macs. Unless he never up. really liked the Big Mac. Mm. Oh boy. Mm-mm. Uh two insurance well, pardon me, two insurance companies and relationship with main agency after a racist Juneteenth sign. Residents in the oh, town no. in uh Millinocket, Maine say they are outraged and disappointed after a local insurance agency displayed a racist sign remarking on the Juneteenth holiday, uh, Progressive and Allstate are terminating their relationship with the agency, according to representatives of the insurance company. Juneteenth, it's whatever. We're closed. Enjoy your fried chicken and collard greens. The sign stated in the large fonts. It was taped to the <laughs> front. Yo, it was taped to the front of Harry E. Reid Insurance Agency in uh, Millinocket on Monday. The small town sits about three hours outside of Portland. Hey, I was just out there and uh, mm-hmm. some 50 yeah. miles away from the U.S.-Canada uh, border. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's one problem. I mean, white people like fried chicken and collard greens, too. So whatever. Eat what you want on Juneteenth. Um, another one, I feel like you could just, just stay open or just close, like, I don't know why, why, why do you feel like you got to be snarky? And you know why? It's because you're three hours outside of Portland mm-hmm. and I guess you forgot that people have cameras on their phones Heavy. and can post this shit. This um, is dumb B. Why'd you waste yeah, the toner? It's, it's very, it's very stupid. I will say this though. They didn't use comic sans as a font. Mm. And that might be surprising to some. Respect, respect. <laughs> this feels like this feels like Comic Sans. Um, <laughs> they instead used uh, whatever the real um, computery looking one is. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I forget. I think it starts with a V or something. But um, yeah, you would know it, it. It looks like computer lettering. But it's not. But at any rate, oh, yeah, what an idiot. Just a stupid thing to do. Real tall, B. Like, it's- but I also am kind of like, yeah, leave that up. So now I know not to. Here, leave up your little racist signs. I know not to fuck with you. It's very helpful for me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm never mad at racists when I'm they're public. I'm never really mad at it. I'm just like, great, add you to the list. Yeah. And then I keep going, you know. That's it. I'm, Put it where I can see it so that I can decide for myself if I want to run in and use the restroom or just pee in your driveway or whatever, <laughs> however I want to do it. Oh, man. Who who are these? Who doesn't like chicken? That's what I'm saying. Eat your fried chicken and collard greens like you don't eat fried chicken. You out there in the boonies? Give me a break. Seriously. You eat fried chicken. Yeah. Collard greens, you can make more of a case for. I don't really like collard greens, but everyone loves chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet these people. Yeah. Hmm. Lazy what racist. A, That's what disappoints it, me. Yeah. You know? Also, I mean, they could just n- not yeah, close. They could just not close. I know it's a federal holiday or whatever, but you seem to be. It, it's not like you're a DMV. You're right. your own, your private company. You can close and open whenever you want. Really? It just means you can't run to the bank for nothing. <laughs> it just means you can't <laughs> do any government shit, but you can yeah. do whatever you want to do. So if you don't want to close, I mean, what was it? The whole state of Arizona didn't 
acknowledge MLK Day until like 2000. Yeah. And that shit kicked in in like 86 or something. So like, do you? You out in the boonies of Portland. Like no one's clocking you. Who gives a fuck? You could have sent emails. Nobody would have stopped you. Nobody would have stopped Not you. Not a single you could person. Just do it. Now you got everybody on you talking shit and because of your little sign. Also, it's just print on paper. Use a graphic. For real, I need a B. graphic. Make it pop. Come on, B. Colors. Some. There were no clip art you could use? Anyway. <laughs> if you're not brave enough to use clip art in your racist sign, how do I know you be- you mean it? Slack. How do I know it's from your heart? <laughs> Spent all your energy on, on the font. Gave yeah. up on the rest of this post. Come on, man. <laughs> the spacing is odd. It's just bad. No experience. No experience. No. I, I know one thing that insurance company doesn't do is advertising. Okay. Yeah, that's no, for sure. No marketing. This is the this is the most press they've ever gotten, and it's it's for a terrible reason. <laughs> <laughs> Viral Burger King employee uh, hoping for more than a goodie bag and cake. Uh, still grateful for gifts. Uh, the the Burger King employee celebrating 23, 27 years on the job says he felt let down by a mediocre goodie bag from his company, and yet is still expressing. Incredible gratitude. We spoke to the 54-year-old Kevin Ford, according to TMZ, who was a cook and cashier at the Burger King in Las Vegas's airport and about how his employer chose to mark his anniversary. Um, he tells uh, the host that the company from which uh, Burger King hires from sent him what felt like stuff that had been lying around the office. <laughs> Kevin's been around long enough to know that pre-COVID employees would get checks for their anniversaries with the company. That being said, Kevin told us he's still thankful to have a job in these difficult times and doesn't want to throw shade at Burger King. The good news is that uh, with more than a quarter century under his belt, someone did uh, step up and that's his daughter. Uh, he got emotional when he heard that they started a GoFundMe and it's already past his $3,000 uh, mark uh, that they raised as a goal. Spokesperson for Burger King, by the way, said that the Burger King brand and its many franchisees nationwide are committed to recognizing and celebrating the achievements of thousands of people serving across a wide range of roles and dedicated to providing our guests a world-class experience. Following review with this location's franchisee, we've learned that this video depicts a team member in receipt of a peer-to-peer reward in recognition of his short-term positive performance and experience. The franchise offers its team members a robust employee recognition program, which includes recognition for tenure, milestones, and monetary rewards. Okay. Okay. So let me understand this then. He spent 27 years working at Burger King. Is that right? Yep, yep. Same location. Okay, same lo- at the airport. So uh, wild. He, yo, he did time. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. So 27 years working at a Burger King in the Las Vegas airport. He got a congratulations little goodie bag. Mm-hmm. He says it's kind of a eh, bag because he knew that you know back in the day they used to get checks or whatever. Yep. But the Burger King themselves said, "Hey, what he got was just someone in the store who worked with him just threw some shit together. But we do better than that." Hmm. All right. Well, did he get a check when he hit 25 years? Yeah. This like, felt like a weird year to be celebrating, but uh, I looked into yeah. it. Apparently, it got like delayed a bit 
because of okay. the quarantine because he hit 25 during that. Right. And so this is kind of for that. Right. And so if they didn't cut him a check, then shouldn't they just cut him a check now? Basically. But they won't, but they won't because they're saying, well, it wasn't, I mean, he already passed 25 years. So we, we won't be looking at giving him another anything until like 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. Oh my God. But, uh, Uh, the most recent update, Mm -hmm. he appeared on a today show. He got reunited with his daughter and grandkids after four years apart. Uh, I'm assuming because of the quarantine. I'm trying to see if I find out. Okay, that. I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, hope a, that was other, it. I hope it wasn't beef. Uh, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. But anyway. uh, he uh, received uh, so far $212,000 in donations. Wow. Yo, top donor being $5,000 from the homie David Spade. Really? Straight up. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Yo, how David Spade outdo you, Burger King? I know. Yo, He on. must have worked at a Burger King before. Straight up. That's a real move right there. Respect. Yeah. That's freaking dope. That's um, nice. Yeah, look oh, at that. It all man. comes full circle. Hope he likes but his But before real, though, let's, let's take a vacation. Yeah, be 27 years. Yeah, fuck you already at the airport, my G. Yeah, you know you're already I mean? there. You're already there, baby. Yeah. Skip out. <laughs> Take a little flight. Work at the other Burger King. You know what I mean? We got one at JFK, I'm sure. Just to see if it's different. <laughs> Man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> In other news, uh, Denise Richard launches her own OnlyFans account one week after her daughter did. That's right. Denise Richard has started an OnlyFans page a week after her daughter launched an account Uh, the former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star took to her Instagram to reveal she had joined the subscription service platform with the caption ready here we go OnlyFans (laughs) (laughs) the 51 year old's new business venture comes after her daughter uh, Sammy Sheen uh, who she shares with ex-husband Charlie Sheen, created an account on June 13th. Initially, Sheen expressed his dismay over his daughter launching her OnlyFans career, telling the outlet, since I'm unable to prevent it, I urge her to keep it classy, creative, and not sacrifice her integrity. The father added that his daughter's decision to join the platform was not made under his roof. She is 18 years old now and living with her mother. Okay, <laughs> that, I forgot. I forgot. Okay, so this reminded me that Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen had a ugly separation. Oh yeah. Um, also, this means that Charlie Sheen needs to be careful when he's scrolling through OnlyFans because he could be talking <laughs> off to his daughter. Um, <laughs> oh man. So that's really that's really his problem with it. Yeah. Is just like, please make sure on your post you say, Charlie, I'm your daughter. Mm-hmm. So that I can go, oh, and go to the next one. <laughs> um, I mean, what? Yeah, look here, man, Denise Richards, do you? We already know they're going to be tasteful shots of you looking over your shoulder and it's just going to be your bare back or whatever it is. Like, you're not really, you're not showing split beef. We know this. <laughs> and I don't even know if OnlyFans ever, I think they, 
I know that they took down a bunch of sites where they were like, you are naked on here and this isn't what we allow. Whereas everyone was like, are you kidding? This is absolutely what you allow. <laughs> um, and then everybody dropped and they were like, wait, come back. And also they were really trying to reach out to folks too about it. So yeah, whatever, man. Denise Richards, do you do whatever you got to do. Charlie Sheen, shut up and just be more careful about your scrolling. And uh, Sammy Sheen, that's just wild. I forgot that they had, that's a whole chunk of time that I just completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think about couples from like back in the day and then suddenly it's like, oh, you know, their kid, apparently Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter is an actress. Yeah. I just found her- out about that recently too. And so I saw the name like Maya Hawk, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Hawk, like, wait a minute. She looks just like Uma. This must be their kid. <laughs> I'm like, she's old enough to be acting. I thought they were all still children. It's because I haven't looked at a People magazine in like 15 years. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, this is wild. Go figure. Yeah. Why come not? full circle. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's weirdly like, uh, you know, it's weirdly beautiful, you know? <laughs> okay. They're old enough to ruin their own lives, you know? Yeah, you, you got to let them do it. You got to let them do it. That's how you learn to fly. You learn how to swim. You got to be out there, baby. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, just. Baby bird. That's it, you know? Kick, kick him out the nest and give him a sign in. That's it. I, I don't know. Good luck, you know? <laughs> Good luck to both of That's you. That's it. I hope that you reap some uh, benefits. That's it. Yeah, I mean, they could save, you know, hire the same photographer, same videographer. Yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. same accounting. I would assume this, you know, mm, it's overlap. I don't, no, don't, don't, Sammy Sheen. Let me tell you this right now. Do not get your money mixed up with your parents' money. Don't do that. Yeah, You're that better one. Too, don't, don't do that. Yeah, that's try to butt. establish your own shit as as soon as possible because you can't try. These hoes ain't loyal. Your parents <laughs> will fuck you over f- faster than anybody else because they family and they think they can do that. Don't do that. Mm-mm. There you go. Yeah, that's my that's my advice to you. <laughs> Nothing to do with OnlyFans. Only to do with the finances from it. Separate that shit. Also, <laughs> when you're building a will, do a trust. Don't do a will. That's all I got to say. That's it. Oh, That's man. It. <laughs> In other news, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond CEO is out as sales tumble. That's right. Uh, Bed Bath CEO, Bed Bath & Beyond CEO, Mark Triton, is out after only three years at the helm of the rapidly sinking retailer. The beleaguered company announced multiple changes to its leadership Wednesday, including replacing Triton. Uh, in the interim, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond has tapped Sue Grove, an independent director, on the company's board as the CEO until it uh, finds someone permanent for the position. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond uh, poached Triton from Target in 2019. He was previously in charge of expanding Target's private label brands, which he tried to replicate at Bed Bath & Beyond but those items haven't caught on with customers in the same way they did at competitors, nor did the company's redesigned stores. Have you been in a bed bath and beyond lately? No, not since the quarantine. Okay. So I went after the world started to open up a little bit and they were redoing the store. And so it was shut down and I haven't been back since. Um, So I wonder how they reconfigured the store. Um, 
because I'm just like, what else did you need? It was just a bunch of shit all packed in and you just kind of reach for it. Like, I hope they didn't try to make it seem special. It's not special. It's Bed Bath & Beyond. You send us coupons every day that never expire. <laughs> like, I mean, your stuff, you, you know, you price your shit up, but you also give us a gajillion coupons constantly and them bitches never expire. And you're kind of like a, you know, like if, like an Ivy League Walmart a little bit. So, <laughs> and you already had established brands. Why are you doing like Bath and yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond like um, exclusives? I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's tough out here, especially. Okay, three years. That means that's for all of COVID. That's so he got in before COVID. Yeah, he got in before COVID, and then all this shit happened. He's like, I don't know, remix it, and then <laughs> like this didn't work. You have to go. It's kind of not fair. It was. Uh, I don't know if they heard CEOs, but we're living in unprecedented times. Word. And so like, I I don't know. Cut him a break, but also know that. But on the flip side of that, I've flipped the side so many times on this. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond is where people needed, were willing to get a lot of shit because nobody was leaving their houses, right? Right. So they were trying to make their house, everybody was trying to make their house just like a cloud. Everyone was trying to <laughs> trick out their houses so that they're like, well, if I have to be here, every surface is soft. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the best place to get that kind of stuff was Bed Bath & Beyond. I, so I have, so I have mixed feelings close, about this place. Yeah. So if you close the store to remodel it in the middle of that, but then again, who knew? I don't know. I have a million, but then again, but then again, but then again. <laughs> I, I've always, I always get panic attacks when I get the Bed Bath & Beyond. Like it, it never mm. feels welcoming to me. Every time I've gone okay. in there, I feel like I'm in the part of my like attic that I've never fixed. And it's just a whole store of that. Like okay. I, I've thrown shit in here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what's here. And you're trying to sell yep. it back to me. It seems yeah. weird. Like I, yeah. I would pay Bed Bath & Beyond to take stuff to them. That feels <laughs> right. Like I don't know what to do with this shit either. Like you guys have a lot of other shit. So can mm-hmm. I just keep my shit with y'all shit? And if somebody <laughs> wants it, cool. Send me a cut. Like that, that seems like their business. Um, okay. I, and if you told me that that's how they got all their merch, I would believe mm-hmm. you. Like, that's what it feels like. I've never gone to Bed Bath & Beyond and gotten like an item purposefully. Like, it's always like, <laughs> oh, we're here. Let's see what's there. And they're like, oh, look at this like lamp like that's also a pizza cutter. Like it's weird. Like it doesn't. It doesn't fucking make sense to me. Like, none of it adds up. I don't know why it's a store. Like who made enough of these items to put it in one place? Is wild. Let me tell you something. I love that shit. I absolutely <laughs> would look twice at a pizza cutter lamp. I would be like, well, then I could like really see the pizza. Like I, <laughs> I would. I would at least put it in my cart. You know what I mean? I may not eventually buy it, but I would roll around that store with that shit in my cart. So it's for people like me. <laughs> you know, I, I, lo- I love that y'all exist because like. This is shit like I'll, when I'm in Bed Bath & Beyond, I don't look at shit until I see it in someone else's cart. And then I talk right. with them. I don't even know if there's employees at Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> but besides no. the checkout. You walk around yeah. like, oh, where'd you find that? I found it over there. Oh, that's yeah, kind of no, cute. that's absolutely it. It is, it is community shopping. Straight up. We bond together it, over unneeded shit. That's what Bed Bath yeah. & Beyond is. 
Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I went, I ordered and picked up a, um, a candle sniffer, snifter, sniffer. Okay. I don't snuffer. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Not to drink <laughs> a candle, to snuff out the flame, a snifter, a candy, like a brandy sniffer. and a candle snuffer. And it's just like a little bell on a long stick. It's brass and you can put it over the flame. Right. You put the bell over the flame and it extinguishes the flame without like blowing soot into the air when you blow on it. Right. Okay. And I got it for long. So it's for like, if you have a long candle that you need to, that's in, in glass that you need to, okay. you know, whatever. And I was just like, why would I need this? I don't live in like <laughs> in the middle ages. Why do I need a thing? Why am I not so gangster? I can't just lick my fingers and put it out. But because sometimes the candles are, in, are yeah, tall so and they're yeah. in glass. So you got to get in there and I don't want soot in the air. So I, I was like, I, where could I even find this thing? Bed Bath & Beyond was like, we got two. You need one? Like, <laughs> Which I color like you to, wanted it? Yeah, right. Did you want brass? Did you want silver? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yo, and then they'll have shit for that shit. They'll be like, yo, you got the hook to hang that? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I didn't need any of this shit. Yo, I love that store so or, much. Yo, or God, I, I still have it upstairs. It pissed me off. Cause my, mm. my homegirl gave it to, to Gabby, gave it to us for, <laughs> for freaking Christmas one year. She said right. this, she gave us a natural apple slicer. Okay. okay. And it's, and, it, and that is exactly what it said on the packaging because, you know, you got like those apple slicing things where mm -hmm. like you press down and it splits it into like right. even slices. Yes. This was mm -hmm. a natural apple slicer because it did that but gave you uneven slices. I was like, yo, you just gave me a bent apple slicer. That's what the fuck you <laughs> gave me, okay? Somebody at the Wait, factory messed this up and purposefully you... gave you uneven slices, huh? so that so it that looks it natural, looked... like you did that it by is hand. so funny. Yo, I have that. That's upstairs. so funny. <laughs> and she said she got it from Bed Bath & Beyond, and I watched her and my wife say this is cute. I said, no, this is a mistake that got rebranded. <laughs> That's what this is. Somebody press like freaking play on the machine. They realized the measurements was off and they made 10,000 of them shits and you can't throw that out now. And they were like, yo, what do we do? Yo, just put natural on that shit. Send it out. <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond it. You know what I mean? The ones that are even, send those to Sharper Image. We still good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy to me. Like, I really watched my wife say thank you. I was so I was so mad at her because like I I I don't I don't want to say her name, but like on God, I was like, yo, when you were struggling, I let you sleep on my sofa for three months and you give me a natural fucking apple slicer. <laughs> I could cut my own goddamn apples. And I have a regular apple slicer. I don't need a, a, a one that does it poorly. She's <laughs> over here bragging about the store. She's like, oh, I got it from Bed Bath & Beyond. Take it back. They did something wrong. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I was so heated at that shit. <laughs> she really wrapped that garbage and gave it to us for Christmas. I was like, I showed you hospitality. Three months, you stayed in my living room. I fed you, used up my water bill. I own the house. I paid for that water, too. I did the oh whole shit. God. And you give me a natural apple slicer. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> so yeah, I, got, I got bad feelings with Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, that, that place apparently goes you do. 
I think we honestly should just edit this entire show down to what just happened. And that's the whole episode. It's just us talking about Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh man. Yeah, that that I was tight. I was tight for that one. Yeah, I see. I see. Still a little tight. I don't know if you've gotten any looser on it. I think you might still be a little tight. No, I don't shot. Like we packed that shit. I got that at my last place. We packed oh, so you that brought and brought it, it here. That garbage <laughs> is upstairs, unused. It's crazy. I, I gotta stare at. I gotta move past that anytime I need the real one. Oh wow. Well, just maybe. I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't put a gloss on that. That is truly an issue you're gonna have to work through. I'm glad um, they fired you, Mark. I'm, I'm hoping they fired the person before you too. You know, whoever started this whole, like, unnecessary stuff, all of y'all should be fired. Okay. I'm sorry you lost your job, sir. But, you know, maybe don't don't tinker with perfection. <laughs> we clearly have two different takes. <laughs> You're a CEO. I'm sure you'll bounce back. <laughs> Good luck to you. Good luck to you. Uh, finally, uh, a record-breaking... Uh, uh, Burmese python was found in the Florida Everglades this week. That's right. Uh, conser- con- conservancy, wow, conservancy biologists caught the biggest Burmese python ever found in Florida's Everglades. An almost 18-foot-long, 215-pound female loaded with 122 eggs. No. Mm-mm. Yo. No. Yo. That's not no. even a, a snake. That's a bomb at that point. That's a bomb. Yo. <laughs> wow. Wow. The record-breaking wow. invasive snake was deep in the scrub of uh, Pai Canyon Strand State Forest in uh, Florida's uh, Collier County, where a radio-equipped male scout snake named uh, Dion led researchers to her. Uh, the- Wait, they have snitch snakes? Yo, they out there, yo. Okay. Snakes right, in the Dion. field. Snakes in the field. I know. All right. I guess this is the work release program. <laughs> Dion. He's just doing his time, okay? It's community service, okay? I guess so. <laughs> Though the scientists prefer not to make guesses, wildlife biologist uh, Ian Bartosek says there's a good chance the massive uh, matriarch might well be one of the original pet snakes released into the wild decades ago. hold on let me read this next one here in recent years pythons have gone off like a bomb in the everglades devastating populations of native mammals including rabbits possums and white-tailed deers what wow creatures that should feel (laughs) that should feed the endangered florida panthers instead of the introduced asian reptiles what is happening so successfully oh my goodness so successfully have pythons adapted to their new niche that, quote, we may have more Burmese pythons in South Florida than in Southeast Asia, Yo. where numbers are dwindling as habitat disappears. And we all know what happens 
in Asia, when your habitat disappears, you kill a woman, come back to her funeral, <laughs> kill her again, and then stomp out her house and kill her goats. Yo. <laughs> Shout out to you, elephant. <laughs> we will never disrespect you. <laughs> we will mention you every time. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Who, who, made the, who brought them here? Why? Why would you do this? Because they were, look, exotic pets is a a ridiculous there's a ridiculous market for them um exotic also means that they are not supposed to be here <laughs> it's illegal but they have conventions Basically. and the conventions usually happen in florida and they're usually things like these kinds of snakes or coda mundies which are like raccoons as big as person or even bigger i don't know like like carry on <laughs> like <a> size <laughs> raccoony type things. Um, and uh, people, you know, they go and they get these gifts or they get these animals and they have them as pets. And then they're like, you know what? Maybe I don't want a python in the house with my toddler or whatever. And so they <laughs> let them loose. And, it, and so now you and so, I mean, if you let loose like two snakes that you had, just like, I can't do it. Right. So you let them loose. This bitch had 122 eggs. Yo. So like, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, that's how the population grows so big. If they're able to have 122 eggs on them. I don't even know what the average litter What's the average python litter? I'm gonna what, look that that's up. That's right too now. many. <laughs> the previous uh, record uh, was uh, what is it at here? 195 pounds. So uh, this one was 20 pounds over that. 185. Pardon me. 185 pounds. So this was uh, 30 pounds heavier uh, than the previous record they had found. So uh, they're showing they oh, have wow. it on a table uh, with everyone like standing around it, and there are. Three people on one side of the table, which has roughly like two thirds of the snake just stretched out. And there's still space for more people on that side of the table. This is nuts. Okay. That is a scary looking snake. All right. So here's what I've looked up. Uh, a female Burmese python can, may lay 50 to 100 eggs, will wrap its body around the clutch, which I guess is like the bundle of eggs to keep it warm. And to defend the eggs. And I think they um, hatch like every 60 days, like 60 days. Nah, I think it takes. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> that's cool. not cool, man. You can't it's be doing absolutely that. Absolutely not cool. They're not native to Florida, considered to be an invasive species uh, because apparently they're killing deer. I mean, no. I, yo, yo, that's the one I'm like, rabbits. Well, yeah, rabbits, sure possums absolutely on board yeah i was cool with the first deer nah, deer dude. you can't you can't have these out there man holy crap y'all going too far florida yeah so yeah you probably can't have these out here because if they're laying 50 to 100 eggs you know three times a year which is highly possible that then there goes there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> like that's it. It's theirs now. Move. Give them the house. <laughs> if you would like for us to let loose a Burmese python in your local Bed Bath and Beyond store, <laughs> you 
All you got to do is like and subscribe to the show. <laughs> this might just be me, but that's fine. I'm okay with that this time. They probably have a holder for a Burmese <laughs> python at Bed Bath & Beyond. So it may not even be necessary. Oh, they may good. already have a, a pet carrying case for, <laughs> for a python. Oh, we got the we got an exactly 122 egg holder. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? For this occasion. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate that place. <laughs> Yo, honestly, if you would like our next episode to be us recording live in a bed bath and beyond. Live via remote. Oh man. We'll make that happen. That's five stars. Give us five stars. Hell, give us four stars. We'll make it happen no matter what. If you have any articles you'd like us to cover. Uh, DM us directly on Twitter, Instagram at Silky Jumbo at Gastromonte. Uh, shouts out to the homie uh, Davida uh, Varanas, who uh, shared some articles this week. I hope I said your name right, but uh, sincerely appreciate it. Uh, she sent out a lot of dope stuff that we covered this week. Thank you so much. Uh, with all that said, I am the soon to be panic attack having because I'm recording at the place I hate the most. Bed Bath & Beyond, Gastro Monte. <laughs> <laughs> Always with this Bed Bath & Beyond supporting and shopping. Now I'm curious what the rest of your apartment looks like. Chalet with Sharp. <laughs> it's all gadgets. It's nothing but gadgets. <laughs> Just hanging on the wall. <laughs> oh, man. This has been a traumatic episode of The War Report, at least for me. <laughs> Catch y'all next time. Peace.